0: And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot studios in beautiful Arizona. Your
1: Car Insiders.
2: Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the
1: road again.
2: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. Easiest way to reach me, without a doubt, it's by the phone. 602-525-1370. All I ask is that if I don't answer the phone because I don't recognize your number, please leave a message, and I promise you I will call you back. I want to send out a very special thanks to all my friends at the Earnhardt Auto Centers. Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda, Chad Sasan and his team at Rodeo Kia, David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford in Goodyear, and last but not least, my good friend Adam Breen and Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. You know... It's the gift that keeps on giving, this whole car thing. You know, last week we talked about the trains. So here's an article that I found on Jalopnik and Toyota sales are going from bad to worse. Toyota is seeing its sales go from bad to worse as supply chain issues take hold. It's a tough time to be a car maker as supply chain issues, lockdowns caused by the pandemic, and the threat of a recession linger over. For Toyota, this triple-pronged assault has hit its sales hard. After seeing a 30% drop in volume sales in 2021, the automaker has now reported a 42% drop in profits for the first quarter of the latest fiscal year. Clearly, things are going from not great to substantially worse for the Japanese firm, according to Reuters. Toyota Motor Corp's profit slumped a worse than expected 42% in its first quarter as the Japanese automaker was squeezed between supply constraints and rising costs. Operating profit for the three months ended July 30th sank to 578.66 billion yen. That's 4.3 billion dollars. I can't really feel bad for a company that made $4.3 billion. Toyota said on Thursday, capping a tough period, it has repeatedly cut monthly output goals due to the global chip shortage and COVID-19 curbs on plants in China. The scale of the plummeting... Profits was far more beyond expectations. Beside bringing new models to the market, like the electric BZ4X, rising production costs and parts shortages have had a big impact on the firm's sales. Toyota claimed that rising materials costs have cost 2.36 billion dollars. But the car maker doesn't think bad fortunes will be around forever. A spokesman for Toyota told that production would pick up in the second half of the year. The company also stuck to its forecast for full-year operating profits and reaffirmed its ambitions to produce 9.7 million vehicles this financial year. You know, we talk about trains, we talk about this, we talk about that, you know, and here's an article that says they expect it to get better. Now here's an article that says why the car shortages are about to get way worse. You may have noticed that when you drive by a car dealership lately the cars on the lot are primarily not from the manufacturer. You find cars filled to the brim with used vehicles of every make and model. This unusual shift is due to the global automotive chip shortage. The news just hit that and the news just hit that car shortages are about to get worse rather than better. First the dealership lots grew emptier and emptier. If you spoke to any salesman working during the period, you would have discovered that no one knew when deliveries of new cars would come. Then the large started filling up with used cars. The demand for used vehicles grew as new ones were nearly too impossible to find. But many believe that these shortages were temporary. It seems as if the car shortages are here to stay. Globally, 180,000 vehicles are set to get cut from production this week. This means that North America is hardest hit again. Car history reports can prove costly if they aren't discovered and fixed. Okay, those numbers don't seem that large on face value. It's not enough to suggest even worse looming car shortages, right? Unfortunately, those numbers are just production cuts from a single week. The broader picture is bleak and it is getting worse. Car shortages thus far in 2022 alone are incredibly over one million vehicles. Even worse are the forecasts for the rest of the year. Industry experts believe car shortages will grow worse. The expectation is that worldwide 3.8 million vehicles will get cut from the production lines by the end of the year. The chip shortage is not just impacting the number of vehicles produced, it's also neg- negatively impacting vehicles still in production. In the fall of General Motors started removing features such as heated seats, steering wheel, from the vehicles due to lack of chips. Ultimately, consumers are paying the same high price for the car or truck without the additional benefits they've grown accustomed to. Now, that's not necessarily true. I did see that a vehicle was missing a General Motors feature, and General Motors gave you $50. Now, on the flip side of that issue with General Motors, I'm going to read about an article that I also found and talked about General Motors and they talked about not having heated seats. Well, how about this one? This article is from August 11th. General Motors will be charging a mandatory $1,500 fee for three years of optional car features. Don't want the service? Guess what? You still have to pay for them, whether you activate them or not. I spoke to somebody that works for General Motors, and it's not part of an option. He made it sound like these options were Part of the MSRP now under standard features. Driver in the U.S. and Canada are in for a bit of sticker shock as General Motors has made three years of its OnStar subscription service mandatory in many vehicles at a cost of $1,500. The little notice change took place in early June. When new GMC and Buick vehicles being sold in North America had the aforementioned line item added to the sticker price under options and pricing, according to a GM spokesperson who spoke to the free press, the fee will be charged whether or not the customer activates the OnStar connected services. When the three years are up, the customer have the option to extend extend the service, but charges will not be applied automatically." Ask GM for confirmation, but we've yet to hear back. OnStar, which is owned by GM, provides a variety of safety features for the automaker and its subsidiaries' vehicles. According to GM, the mandatory OnStar plan provides remote key fob access, unlimited data, vehicle diagnostic, Wi-Fi hotspots, and access to the OnStar Guardian app, which is available for GM and non-GM vehicles. Fees ranging from zero on the GMC Hummer pickup. To sixteen hundred and seventy-five dollars for a GMC Canyon and Sierra HD. The latter two vehicles have hundred and seventy-five dollar for GMC connected service capability that GMA didn't associate with other vehicles. GMC Yukon, Yukon XL, Sierra fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred buyers will be charged nine hundred and fifty dollars. Other models retain the fifteen hundred dollar fee. The table shows in our email they asked the. Automaker to verify the table. Consumer Reports noted in late 2020 that Audi, BMW, Cadillac, Porsche, and Tesla all had plans to add subscription features for certain services. GM's fifteen hundred dollar year, three year add on makes headlines for its cost and lack of flexibility, but it's hardly the only real world example or the priciest. Tesla for example charges $12,000 up front or $199 a month for access to the full self-driving beta. Now, t- talking about Tesla and their full self-driving Ralph Nader through AutoBlog calls on the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration to recall Tesla's dangerous FSD. And if you're not sure, FSD is full self-driving. Political and consumer advocate and former presidential candidate has issued a statement calling Tesla's so-called full-driving technology one of the most dangerous and irresponsible irresponsible actions by a car company in decades. Ralph Nader is calling on the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration to use its safety recall authority to order the FSD technology to be removed in every Tesla person. CEO Elon Musk's regional statement that's about 100,000 vehicles. Now, speaking of the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, the leader of that company has already left the job after three months. Uh, he went back to doing something else, not quite sure what that was. The author of a best selling book, Unsafe at Any Speed, which criticized the American auto industry, he, he cited research that found FSD malfunctions every eight minutes. That research was published in January by the Dawn Project, an organization aiming to ban unsafe software from safety-critical systems, which analyzed data from 21 YouTube videos of Tesla owners using the FSD software. The nation should not allow this malfunctioning software, which Tesla itself warns may do the wrong thing at the worst time. Or the same streets where children walk to school. Together we need to send a message to the casualty-minded regulators that Americans must not be test dummies. For a powerful, high-profile corporation and its celebrity CEO. No one is above the law. laws of... It's... You know, I don't know about you, but... I like to drive my car. I don't want to be reading a book while I'm driving. And it's definitely, definitely something that, you know, it's unbelievable what they complain about and what they do absolutely nothing about, okay? When you see these accidents that are caused by self-driving cars, okay, it's, I don't understand all of it. I don't claim to understand how it all works. I've never driven a Tesla. I think maybe I was in one once. I'm not really a fan of electric cars. I still drive a manual transmission, 485 horsepower car that gets about 17 miles to the gallon. On a funny note, just in case you have one. On August 10th, 2022, Ferrari recalls nearly every car it produced in the last 17 years. You don't often hear about recalls concerning pricey and rare vehicles simply because there aren't so many of them on the road. While Toyota will produce hundreds of thousands of a single model in a year, a company like Aston Martin or Lamborghini may only make a few hundred. A Camry recall impacts far more cars than one for the Aventador. Ferrari is making waves with its recent recall because it affects nearly every vehicle that's sold in the U.S. since 2005. Whether or not you're one of the lucky few to own one of these exotics, you'll want to check this out national highway transportation safety administration throw your vin number in my name's gary green i'm the host of the show and the easiest way to reach me it's 602-525-1370
3: the most prestigious and coveted honor that american honda motor company awards dealerships is the president's award
1: Moon Valley.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and the easiest way to reach me is 602-525-1370. Very special thanks again to b and Auto Sales, located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. 602-722-9151. Bobby Rabati and his family, they run a great little p- shop that what they primarily deal with is... Commercial used vehicles. You know, we talk about the gift that keeps on giving. How about this one, Jeremy? You ready? European water levels are so low, car makers will cut back river shipments. Car makers in Europe are monitoring low water levels in major rivers which are making companies reduce shipments across the continent. In Germany, the Rhine River is at critically low levels below 1 meter or 3.3 feet. Ford has already produced the number of Ford Fiesta models shipped over the Rhine by 40 cars per, ve- per vessel and the automaker expects the number to increase because the river levels keep getting lower according to automotive li- logistics. If water levels persist, Ford will have to reduce the number of Ford Fiestas shipped out of its plant in Cologne by up to 125 cars per vessel. BLG Logistics operates five barges for the U.S. order maker, and each one usually carries 500 Fiestas. But Ford is considering cutting back on the number of cars per barge by about 25 percent and making up for it by increasing the number of trips. It just keeps on giving. Now, one of the things that I wanna talk about is, you know, they talk about you have to buy this, you have to buy that, you have to do this, you have to do that, okay? There's a lot of stuff, if you go to the MSN auto page, you're gonna see so many articles that have to do with electric cars. And one of the things that I don't ever, ever talk about with anybody, I tell people this is information you have to get on your own because I'm not an expert on it and I don't really want to be an expert on it. EV tax credits will reshape the supply chain. The latest round of tax breaks for electric vehicles could change where our cars are. Last week, lawmakers here in the U.S. passed a bill that would bring a raft of new tax credits to electric vehicle buyers, but those handouts for upgrading to a shiny new EV don't come without their caveats, and those caveats could impact the way automakers build their cars. The new tax breaks for EV removes the sale limit on such products bringing the $7,500 handout back to many manufacturers. But in return for this, the government is demanding that any EV deserving of the credit must be made in America. And now Automotive News reports that this demand might impact the very way we build our cars, according to the site. The old $7,500 tax credit, no one limits on price, income, or battery content will remain with no limits, will remain in effect until the end of 2022. However, industry experts said immediately immediately will be modified to apply only to vehicles assembled in North America. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're thinking about buying an EV car, you need to find out before you buy the car exactly what you are entitled to as far as a tax credit. I will tell you this, though. Most people that I know that bought EV cars had nothing to do with the tax credit, okay? Because everybody that I've helped ever buy an EV car bought a used EV car. There is no tax credit on a used Tesla. And the three people that I helped buy these cars bought these vehicles for one reason and one reason only. They wanted a cloud plate, What a cloud plate is, it allows you to drive in the HOV lane. Now, I've experienced it recently because I've agreed to help some people during the week meet 40, 50 miles from my house at 9.30 in the morning. What was I thinking? I got to be out of my mind. Okay, I work for myself. I don't want to drive in traffic. And I got to tell you, one of the most annoying things that I deal with is there's there's two pet peeves and now I have a third one. My first pet peeve is paying to fix my car. That's why I'm a big big believer in extended service contracts. The second one is I can't stand being in the bank behind somebody that doesn't have their stuff prepared when they get to the teller and they want the teller to fill up fill out their disp- deposit and withdrawal slips. And the third one is when you're driving down the I-17 and you're heading south towards the 10 and you watch all these people whizzing past you with one person in the car. I just, I, I just wish, I wish one day I'd see 15 of them pulled over. It's, I was watching a guy that was driving in the HOV lane to pass people. Then he would cut back over into the left lane, go up a little bit more, cut back over into the HOV lane, and cut back in. He was trying to pass the people in the left lane. So he was using the HOV lane as his passing lane. Just one of those things that makes me crazy. But I will tell you that there's a lot, a lot of news. And if you go to MSN's homepage, I'm going to do this right now. MSN Auto. And we're going to click on the news, and we're going to click on research under MSN autos, and we're just going to go down. So I'm going to go through this real quick, and I'm going to count with you. One, two, three, I'm still counting, we're still at three, four, five, six. There's more towards the bottom. Six so far. I'm still here. I'm just I'm just waiting to get to the bottom. Okay. Seven, eight. Here we go. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, Fourteen. 15 16 17 18 this is just on the front page 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 26, so just to give you an idea, I stopped at 26, I'm about halfway down the page, and these are all articles that have to do with electric vehicles in one way, shape, or form. My name's Gary Green, I'm the host of the show, and I'm here to help you buy a car. I am not selling you anything. Easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370.
1: valley
2: welcome back to your car on and on 96 the patriot once again my name is gary green i'm the host of the show and as always easiest way to reach me 602-525-1370 i want to take a quick second i want to thank my friend joey staples at Earnhardt honda adam breen at road Earnhardt hyundai in avondale chad sassan at rodeo kia david garcia and alex medina at rodeo ford it's not just these guys. I mean, there's guys that work in the store. The gentlemen that I'm mentioning, they're either general sales managers or the GM. You know, Joey's got a general sales manager that works for his dealership. His name's Amon, and I got to tell you something. If he can't figure out how to get your car deal approved, okay, there isn't anybody that I know that can. He's wonderful at it. Joey's finance director, Marty, pulls a rabbit out of his hat when we're trying to help people structure a car deal to where it makes sense for the loan to get approved. And we're talking about car loans. It sure feels like there's a loan crisis is coming. This was on Jalopnik. There could be bad news around the corners. More and more car buyers are having difficulty difficulty keeping up with auto loan payments. According to a report from Automotive News, 1.63% of auto loans haven't received a payment In at least 60 days, that number is 0.4% higher than it was the same time last year and the highest in the last four years. That being said, car loan defaults are still below pandemic levels. The senior vice president of TransUnion told the outlet that the increase can be attributed to the change in origination or where borrowers stand in credit and spending. Borrowers who took out auto loans in the second and third quarters of 2020 are keeping up better than the pre-pandemic borrowers, according to the TransUnion. But auto loans in the second and third quarter of 2021 are starting to show similar delinquency rates as debt from from before COVID-19. There is a slight worsening performance of recent vintages at a risk tier level when we isolate near prime and above cohorts and we suspect pandemic score migration may be playing a role merchant said in a statement he gave the example of a subprime customer whose credit improved in 2020 and was near prime for 2021 car loan but now behaves more like a subprime consumer Merchant says inflation and interest rates can increase delinquencies, but unemployment was the most likely metric for the industry to watch. Folks, Equifax found that 2.14 of auto loans in the first six months of this year were more than 120 days behind on payments. The the criteria classifies them as a default. It's not a great number, but it's much lower than the 2.9% from 2019. It reported that when all is said and done in 2020, the default rate could reach 2.3%, which would be the lowest level in the past 15 years, according to a Cox Automotive Economist. Historically, about 80% of defaults end in repossessions, and the repossession rate is likely to be lower in 2022 than in 2019, Cox Automotive Economist said. In 2021, 1.1 million vehicles were repoed. Down 32% from 2019 levels and down 17% from 2021, the 2012 to 2021 average. So what does this tell us? Well, for the looks of it, more and more people are falling a month or two behind on their auto loans, but they're not letting the the delinquencies lead to defaults. That's a good thing. As for if this is the behavior sustainable, this is sort of anyone's guess. Remember 2008 when everybody was unable to... their mortgage this feels familiar to him we'll see what 2023 holds folks if you have a car and you can't afford your payment it is so hard to trade out of a car and lower your car payment however in today's current market used car values can be so high that you can do something to help yourself However, I got a phone call from somebody that I didn't help buy his car, and he owes $32,000 on a 100,000-mile 2014 F-150 that he was telling me how great the truck was. Well, the truck had a whole lot of great, great appeal, but he's got $12,000 probably in negative equity, no matter how nice the truck looks. He also doesn't have very good credit. So when you have negative equity and you already have another car loan, it's extremely hard to get a car loan without trading that car in. Now, he came up with an idea that I would never bring up to anybody. I'm not even going to tell you on the radio show. And I basically explained to him that if that's something that you want to do, you can do that without my help. My phone number is 602 525-1370. 525-1370 I'm here to help you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to protect you in the hardest times I've ever seen in the car business in the 34 years that I've been involved. It's not just it's not just cars being built, it's cars getting to the dealership. Once again, 602-525-1370.
1: Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona, at one three six eight zero West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place.
2: Them. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. You know, we're going to talk about two opposites right now, okay? And it, it kind of it hurts my heart a little bit because I am definitely a gas-powered, uh, high-horsepower manual transmission kind of person. Dodge will discontinue its Challenger and Charger muscle cars next year. Dodge will discontinue its gas-powered Challenger and Charger muscle cars at the end of next year as the brand transitions to electric vehicles. Since rear-resurrected in the mid-to-late 2000s, the Charger and Challenger have been stalwarts for Dodge and popular vehicles for a new generation of gearheads. But the cars have also been part of a fuel economy and emissions problem for Stellantis, which is formerly Fiat Chrysler. Dodge will discontinue its gas power Challenger and Charger muscle cars at the end of the year, marking the end of an era for the brand as it starts to transition to electric vehicles. Names made popular in the 1960s and 70s have been part of Dodge and popular vehicles for the next generation. The two-door Challenger particularly struck a chord of nostalgia with buyers thanking, thanks to its retro-inspired styling. And that's what I drive. And I love, I love my car. While the four-door Charger has managed to achieve notable sales milestones despite consumers flocking from sedans to SUVs in recent years, Dodge has also been able to juice profits from the vehicle, which have started prices ranging from the low 30s to nearly 90,000 miles for its infamous Hellcat models that produce more than 700 horsepower. I do not have a Hellcat model. I have a Scat Pack. It is a car that has 485 horsepower, and does have a manual transmission. These cars des- definitely expressed it. They were able to hold onto the essence, said the principal analyst at S&P Global. Having the clear DNA and clear expression of what they were supposed to be is helping make the transmission transition to electric. He's alluded to the possibility that the Charger and Challenger names could be used for future electrified vehicles, including a fourth electric muscle car in 2024. For several years, has one that the end was coming for gas-powered muscle cars due to emissions regulations. Formerly, Fiat Chrysler ranks the worst among major manufacturers for U.S. corporate average fuel economy and carbon emissions. I will tell you this. My 6.4 liter, non-supercharged Dodge Challenger does anything but get great gas mileage. I will tell you, though, if I'm out on the freeway and I'm driving the car... Uh, I do get 22, 23 miles to the gallon. And if I'm on the freeway doing 80 miles an hour driving down to Tucson, I've been on that path at 30 miles to the gallon. I will also tell you that if I'm driving around town and I put it back to zero and I drive around town all day and shift gears and stop at all the lights, I'm lucky if it says 11. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to sell you anything. You know, we keep talking about Everything going up in price. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan, like I've said, of electric cars. Before we get into that, the U.S. car industry leads the world in production cuts over the chip shortages. As the chip shortage rolls on, automakers are still hitting the brakes on production, cutting 100, 180,000 vehicles from production worldwide this week, nearly all a hundred thousand of them have been eliminated from plants in North America. Three million vehicles have been cut from the global production schedules in 2022, with projections pointing out to a 3.8 million cut by the year's end. Of the vehicles no long no long be, no long being produced, 1.06 million have been cut from the North American production lines, 1.04 from Europe, and just 131,000 vehicles in China. That's a lot of vehicles, but nowhere near the number cut last year when 11 11 million vehicles were canceled due to the chip shortage. I'm going to say it again. It's not just the chip shortage. It's way more than just the chip shortage. Okay. Now we're talking about river levels being low and boats not being able to take cars in Europe across rivers, which doesn't really affect us because it's not cars that are sold in the United States. But the train issue is definitely something that is impacting the delivery to vehicles in the dealerships that are transported across the country by rail yards and tractor trailers. You know, we keep talking about these things and, you know, Tesla's Cybertruck is going to be more expensive than originally planned. Back in 2019, when the tr- Cybertruck was first announced, Elon Musk put it recently, it has changed a lot since then. Specs and price will be different, citing, inf- citing inflation and other various itch- issues that have cropped up in three years since the electric truck was first unveiled. I hate to give a little bit of bad news. I hate to give a little bit of bad news, he added. Before going on the, to the hype of the Cybertruck as one hell of a product and a damn fine machine. Elon Musk said that the Cybertruck will be in volume production by the middle of next year. But of course... The That has been a shifting target. Production originally was supposed to start in late 2021, but in August 2021, the company announced a delay until 2022 and then later to hopefully 2023. In the meantime, competitors like Ford and Rivian have launched their own electric pickups, and Ford's saving that it plans to make 150,000 F-150 Lightnings by 2023. Tesla said it would make three versions of the Cybertruck. Now, remember what I said. Rivian. Look up Rivian and see what's going on with them at how close they are to actually going out. Then you could read the article about that Ford has raised the price of its electric F-150 Lightning by up to $8,500 due to significant materials costs. 7,500-pound towing capacity, 0 to 60 capabilities at under 6.5 seconds for 399. Dual motor, all-wheel drive with 300 miles of range. This is all on the Tesla. Ten thousand to pound towing capacity and zero to sixty in under four and a half seconds, starting at forty nine nine. Triple motor, all wheel drive, with a five hundred miles of range, fourteen thousand pound towing capacity and zero to sixty in under two point nine seconds for sixty nine nine. Is Tesla still set on making those three versions? Who knows? Will it actually go into production? In the middle of 2023, who knows? Is Tesla still set on making the three versions? They already said that. Who knows? Another unanswered question is the number of reservations currently on file. The last reported number was 650,000, which was from June 2020. But assumedly, it has grown since then. A crowdsourced Cybertruck reservation tally by Cybertruck Forum with over 28,000 entries put reservations at over a million back in 2021. According to Electric, the number has grown over the last year and now estimated to be close to 1.5 million. I hope that you're in the first million if you actually ever plan on getting the car. Meanwhile, Tesla has recently raised prices for its full lineup of EVs except for the Model 3. The company caught a bit of good news when it revealed that new climate deal would put forward by Senate by Senate documents. Democrats, if passed, would eliminate the cap of the vehicles to trigger a phase-out of the $7,500 credit. Tesla was the first automaker to sell 200,000 EVs triggering the phase-out back in 2018, but the legislation would restrict a Eligibility for the credits to EVs priced no higher than 55000 for new cars and $80,000 for pickup and SUVs, which means Tesla will need to price the Cybertruck accordingly if it's eligible. Remember. I'm not a fan of electric cars. I don't know a lot about electric cars. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I will tell you this. Do your research yourself. Don't trust anything that you're told, anything that you read. You want to find out the best of your ability, what the tax credit might just mean if you buy one of these cars. I mentioned earlier that Ford's electric F-150 Lightning could go up by $8,500 due to significant material costs. The automaker raised prices for the electric truck by thousands. It says the hikes were due to significant increases in costs of materials. The cheapest Lightning Pro truck, a basic work vehicle meant for contractors and the like, will now cost f- just under $47,000 up from $40,000 from the inaugural 2022 model. Here's the new pricing for the 2023 Lightning trim. Now this is all base pricing. Pro 46,974, XLT 59,474, XLT High 68,474, XLT Extended Range 80,974, the Lariat is 74 474 Larry the extended range was 85 and the Larry the Platinum extended range $96,874. What's notable here is that the starting price for the Lightning with the extended range battery, which increases driving range to three hundred and twenty miles, has been bumped to eighty thousand seven twenty seven I'm sorry, eighty thousand nine seventy-four from seventy-two thousand four hundred seventy-four. However, Ford did make standard range models more appealing for the 2023 model year, boosting estimated range from 230 to 240 miles. Ford will honor original pricing for people that placed their lightning order before the pricing hikes were announced. Order books for the 2023 model open on Thursday. This article was last week on Tuesday. Automakers are contending with higher material prices due to lingering disruptions in the global supply chain and the war in Ukraine. Certain raw materials needed to be produ- to produce electric vehicle batteries, like lithium, have skyrocketed in price and unprecedented unprecedented demand from automakers. EV startups Rivian and Lucid Motors both announced price increases for their inaugural models earlier this year. Tesla has raised its prices for cars to embarrassing levels. Elon Musk, the company's CEO, has said, read the article on the Business Insider. I'm here to help you. I am not here to sell you anything. My goal is to try to help you find the best deal on the car that you would like to buy. I I found a Lexus for somebody, and unfortunately, his wife didn't like the color. But he did the smartest thing. He paid more for the car than I could have gotten him the car for, but he got the color that they wanted. When you're buying a vehicle that's over $50,000, you don't buy the wrong color to save two grand. I'm here to help you. Easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Very special thanks again to b and Auto Sales, located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. Bobby Rabatti and his family Great place to look for a pre-owned commercial vehicle, 602-722-9151. Once again, a very special thanks to Rich and Troy at Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road. Very special thanks again to David Garcia and Alex Medina at Rodeo Ford. Chad at Earnhardt, I'm sorry, Rodeo Kia in Avondale. Adam Breen at Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. Joey Staples and his team at Earnhardt Honda in Avondale. You know, I mentioned about helping some people buy a car. It was a great, great job by a new friend, Paul Fox, and his sales manager, Jim helping those people buy that Chevrolet pickup truck without his hard work and due diligence to figure out where was the best place, what bank would take her higher credit score, and what would be the best way for those young people to buy the car. If I was not there, though, I will promise you, they would have put them in the car at the higher payment and probably not called them back. I shouldn't say that. They would have called them back. They would have called them back if they got something lower. I don't help people buy cars with ifs. Once again, my name's Gary Green. I'm the host of the show, and the easiest way to reach me, it's 602-525-1370. Once again, 602-525-1370. If you feel the need to send an email, I promise you, if you put a phone number in the email, I will call you. I will not chase you. I will not pester you. I am not selling you anything. I'm here to help you buy a car. My fee is and will always be the same $400. The funny thing about it is the guy that wanted to discount, wanted to know if I discounted my fee, the young lady in his office that I helped actually thought that my fee wasn't high enough. I'm not selling you anything. I'm helping you. Once again, thanks again for listening to the show and I will be back again next week.